0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Gold Bazan. this is Pasha Hadjian speaking, I'm also talking to two members of Gold Bazan Podcast, uh, sorry it's been a long time that um, we haven't released an episode, everybody has been extremely busy, but I think today's episode is going to be something to definitely enjoy, um, I'm right now joined with Ar- Aria Aloverdi and Pejman Pars. how are you guys doing?
1: Thank you Pasha, good to be back on the on the program, hopefully we
2: can get back to the, the usual uh, schedule. Hi guys another lovely episode this one will be for sure
0: right guys uh, as you guys know a few weeks ago we played our first uh, match leading up to the asian cup which will be happening in january which uh, as you guys can imagine being number one in asia carlos carish being back and the team we have now that we are very much favorites to win um you know the asian cup after like so many years now and our Friendly match was against Uzbekistan, which thankfully that happened. As we know, usually our friendlies get cancelled. Um, I thought, from my own perspective, I thought it was a great um, team performance. I think they could have scored much, many more goals, um, but nonetheless, um, really have been impressed by Amir Abedzadeh. Even from a club level, knowing him when I grew up with him overseas, and um, it seems like he's giving Bayraman a run for his money. So, so let's just first talk about him and what you guys have thought about him so far and just your general points about Uzbekistan match that uh, we played against. Uh, I'm going to start this one with Pejman.
2: Uh, well, let me say that uh, hats off to Amir Obezade. Uh I've seen uh, some of his highlights and some, one or two of his games in, in Maritimo or in Portugal and I must say I'm, I'm impressed by his uh, style of play. I mean, he's not the tallest goalkeeper, but uh, he doesn't seem to make any mistakes so far. I mean, not not any major ones that uh, will lead to any goals. So I think the move to Portugal and taking the first place in Marissimo will assure him the first place uh, in the uh, Asian Cup for January. I think Benavan will lose it the way... Behramand is is improving because I think uh, Kerosh appreciates playing in Portugal much more than in Iran. Although Berawan uh, is a good keep, good keeper, but uh, he should be really really careful uh, if he wants to continue to be continue to be number one. Because I think Kairosh is uh, is giving Abizadeh a
0: lot of uh, trust. Arya.
1: Yeah, I disagree. I, I think even though he's he's playing at a good level, you know, he's playing against teams like Sporting Lisbon, Porto, etc., top teams in Europe. I I still I I watched his game last night against Lisbon, um, and he just made he makes some he makes mistakes that I feel sometimes can be um, against higher level teams. They can punish you much more for them. I just feel like. I've seen Baron Van make mistakes but I haven't seen him make mistakes
2: against big teams uh, the way Obizardo has and I oh yeah like, sorry but then you, I think you're forgetting in the World Cup we were just lucky that uh, his yeah. mistake didn't lead to a goal So no uh, I agree I agree but
1: I, I don't know why. I just don't think Obizardo not, not that he can't handle that at the, at the high level but I, I don't think that he has the same um, spirit for the match, the way Baron Van has, I think his spirit for a, a big game is is bigger, in my opinion. I think well, I think he name? has that.
2: Sorry, uh, Sam, what's I understand. I name I just feel
1: like about? I think I feel like in a bigger match, Baron Van shines. You know, against Portugal, he just looked like he was he was always in tune with his ability. I I, I don't feel like against um, weaker teams, especially in the qualifiers, I think he. He, he, he sort of underestimates them or he becomes complacent but as I think against bigger teams I think he he shines but that's the thing that's the thing though Ovid's against like you know you know mid, mid-table teams has a very consistent performance so having both of them in the squad is great for Kirosh because it gives him a great balance of you know two different mentalities um but also two different goalkeepers, completely different goalkeepers in terms of um, technique and uh, their physicality. You know, he's tall keeper with a lot of you know um, uh, great physical attributes. always is a much more technical keeper, a lot more fundamentals and great with the ball at his feet. So he's got, he's got two options who who can really give him a tough headache. But I think Baron van nicks it for
0: me. So I just want to talk. About, what,
2: what? Sorry, Pasha. What, yeah. What's your take on this?
0: Yeah, you know, I just want to say I grew up with, um, you know, Amir overseas, and I know him very well. And as you guys imagine, being the son of one of the most legendary goalkeepers, or sometimes you have argue, probably might be arguably one of the or let's just put it like the best goalkeeper that Iran has ever had. I mean, that's always all for debate with the Hejazi and everything. It's one thing that you guys that I've always respected about Amir is his mentality. You got also got to imagine being the son of such a legendary goalkeeper and, you know, you're coming through, you know, raw hand, and It wasn't working out for you. Then you move all the way to Portugal. You're playing for, a, a, I believe, a team he was playing for was in the third league. You come into the first division. You take the place of the starting goalkeeper and now in that age. And now you're starting week in and week out, and you just got called up to the World Cup, despite you didn't play because on Van is at such a young age, and now you're playing up against the likes of Sporting Lisbon. I think that was um, the team that he recently was up against this weekend, and then you're going to play against such top teams that play regularly in the Champions. I mean, it's just fantastic to see. And um, another thing that I like about Amir is I believe that his ball playing uh, distribution uh, has just been, you know, a joy to watch, even looking at his highlights. But I, you cannot, I think I, I agree with Pejman more that, I mean, yes, you know, you could talk about Bayram and stuff like that. But I really do believe that one thing that Carlos Kato has always appreciated and has always been fond of players is that they go out of their way trying to prove their their worth in Europe and right now we could talk about even maybe Saadar Osman should be thinking about if he's gonna even have a starting place because Kaveh Reza is giving his run for his money which that's another debate so right now, I think the situation with Amir al I wouldn't even be surprised if we see Amir al starting in goal in the Asian Cup. To be honest with you, because uh, he's done such exactly. a he's exactly. done such a marvelous job. And you know, somebody with that mentality and you know everything on his social media posts and stuff is it just about I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it to where I gotta be. You gotta give somebody at at that young age that much credit that he's not about the, you know, as we Iranians call it, like the ha or, you know, just looking for stuff to do or just trying to be always in the image that, unfortunately, Saadar Osman is always making controversial issues for him. So, if you got to give someone credit like that, which Carlos Kerish thankfully is, that he's going out of his way, proving his point, and he's basically saying that, hey, listen, I could be Iran's number one goalkeeper, like my father was, and despite the fact I'm playing for team, I definitely seen him moving to a much, much better team. Um, next season onwards, and full credit to him, he's done a marvelous job. I mean, is he gonna be team Mandy's number one goalkeeper anytime soon? I could possibly see it, that's all, that's all for debate. But I, we just gotta appreciate his attitude and mentality, and props to him. Now, guys, I wanna yeah. switch. Isaiah, yeah, sorry, d- want to, also, add, just yeah. just
2: one uh, final thing, yeah. uh, you know, uh, don't get me mistaken about the I think he did uh, an awesome World Cup, and he exactly. was one of the major factors for Iran getting. Uh, decent results exactly. but i was really disappointed at him that he after the world cup didn't move overseas because he said it and a lot of a lot of media media said it he had some decent offers from turkey and other clubs in europe but he decided to stay in Paris police uh, that for me is is what i would say uh, uh not this kind of mentality yeah that you, you'll see in maybe Abizadeh, uh, Just as Pasha yeah. said, he went to the third division of Portugal and look at him now, he's plays regularly in, in Portugal.
0: Yeah. But also, Peshman, um one thing that I also like to add and um, about this conversation is that you guys also got to remember it's like also the fundamental Iranian aspect to, of the way Amir was brought up. Cumberter likes a on band. Amir was also playing, um, when he left, like, my school, he was playing. He got a trial for Tottenham Hotspurs for some whatever reason. Didn't work out for him. Then he went all the way to America, was playing in uh, Orange County Blues, if I'm not mistaken. Then he came back to Iran, got a contract with Paris Police, but he wasn't playing, so then he went to Rohan and now he's in Portugal. But what I'm trying to say is that he's been he's been privileged of having that opportunity, and Bayron Ben, as we know about his situation, you know, where he basically came out of nowhere and made it in the football. And I feel like it's very hard for somebody with his upbringing that – has made it in Iran that he just wants to take the risk and go to Europe if that makes sense Compared to the likes of Amir Which he's traveled the world much more. He speaks English pretty well You know, he's seen some things that Bayram has never even seen And I think that's like a cultural issue that we, a lot of our players have is that the money they're getting paid in Iran They just feel comfortable comfortable, you know, he has children sure. there. That's I agree an, And that's I, an, an, I want to uh,
1: Sorry, I to interrupt you. I want to add. I mean it's this is all great. Com- this is all great points, but Who's the better keeper? I mean we can say like we can say oh he's got better mentality, he's got <laughs> he's got the European experience, but end of the day, who is the better keeper? That is what Kerosh in my opinion cares about more. Um other was was playing for Maritimo anyway, before the World Cup. So in my opinion, that is out of the equation. Because to me, if he was playing in the World Cup in Maritimo before the World Cup and he was you know, having a European experience, he was getting starts. Um, Kero would have started them. So I don't. But think
2: that, that was that, just I, that was just for a half of a season. No, I, I get it. I understand that. But Tejman the thing is,
1: the thing is, I I still think Kero believes Baron Vannes is the better keeper. That's that's that comes from not just uh, not just from last season. I think even over the the course of two or three years but everyone's consistently been his keeper now that could change and i would and i'm not even saying always as a shouldn't be shouldn't be the keeper i'm not even saying that i'm saying it from a from his standpoint i think he will go with um the bear key. and that, that that just comes down to to personal preference as well
0: yeah i mean we'll see that in time but now let's just talk about um you know those Pakistan match. What did you guys think about it? Uh, Saman Khodous unfortunately didn't start, but he did come on, and um, I do believe he's gonna have a starting place in the um, team. You know, coming to the Asian Cup. But once again, Saeed Zatolai, what another top performance from him. From my perspective, um, what did you guys think about the match and the performance? Because I feel like even the result really didn't show the overall image. I feel like we could have beat him This Honestly, by three or four goals. Um, but Arya, what did you think about the match? If you could just give us a quick overview. Um, it was a boring match, to be
2: fair. I mean, to be and the reason why I say that is because we set a really high
1: standard in the World Cup. You know, the intensity. I feel like, um, you know, we we saw some good glimpses of, of, of um, creativity from players like Polizzi who I thought was, you know, one of the outstanding players in that game. But I, I think overall, the game just looked a bit tedious. It wasn't really progressing um, as far as, you know, you know having, you know, constant attacks. But that will come. That will come because, listen, at the end of the day, we were a defensive team in the World Cup and it's difficult to go from that mentality straight into an attacking sort of, um, you know, mindset. But we have to also look at the, the setup that Carlos Queiroz played in this game, Um in my opinion, the biggest thing I saw was the change of formation. Uh, he obviously in the World Cup was playing a four one four one four five one like variation, um, quite a defensive block. But he he in this game went back to the four two three one that we have known over maybe in his earlier years when he was working with Iran, he played that four two three one formation, which I think. Is a sign of things to come. You know that he is looking to go back into the attacking um, uh, aspects of Iranian football and bring back our our goal
2: scoring touch. Pejman, hey, um, yeah, ju- just very quick, quickly, as I uh, said, it takes time to to change formation, to change uh, the idea of the way you're you're playing. Iran has been playing defensively almost all the way until to the World Cup, but now it's time to change to play a more offensive kind of game because we're playing weaker teams uh, in our Asian Cup group. We have like teams like Vietnam. Iran is not supposed to, to let in a goal against Vietnam. Iran have to be the attacking team. Uh, also Yemen, also Iraq, maybe the best team in that group after Iran, but still... Uh, so, I think that, that will take time. We saw some improvements in the second half, some some good substitutions. Uh, although, uh, I don't think we should underestimate uh, Uzbekistan. I think there are a dark horse in the Asian uh, Cup, for sure. They have a really young, interesting squad that's been developing together, and I, I think we will see them at the, the top four in Asia, if, you know, they, they have the luck on their side. So, um coming from the Asian cup uh, from the Uzbekistan game what we need to take from that is to how can we use the these players to to change the formation or the, the attacking game that we want to play do we want to see offensive players such as golizade do we want to remove Ashkan Dejareh or and mass for good or this is a really important times that Kerush needs to think what he will do in FIFA days in October and in November. He will have like something between two to three, maximum four games to figure that out. And we don't know. uh, We know that the Iranian Football Federation and Iranian football, we barely know nothing how it will go. We only have one friendly so far, uh, and that's against a kind of weak team, uh, Bolivia uh, in Iran, the 16th of October. So, uh, Iran needs to play against better teams to to show themselves that they can be worthy to have this kind of attacking play that they need to play.
0: Exactly, and um, another thing also is that if you guys pay close attention, we're playing so attacking but we're so disorganized at the back and I think obviously our players weren't used to that kind of style of play. Um, there needs to be a balance, and obviously, Iran, unfortunately, with a lot of issues we have, we're not always the most privileged team to always organize friendlies and everything. And for the uh, listeners that are listening to this, there was a rumor spreading around that Carlos Carres they're asking Carlos Keres about you know, friendlies between Argentina and Colombia. Uh, from a swiss agency that roughly around six hundred thousand dollars the agency offered you know team at if they're willing to pay that much to play against these two teams in the u.s and you know from our sources and what we know that that in fact was true Um, but obviously as you can imagine with the politics and everything for these guys to travel always all the way to u.s and play against the likes it's not going to happen but anyways i just want to put it out there because i've gotten a few dms about that if that was true or not and you know from our source and everything we could confirm that was true but it would have <laughs> been fantastic and I'm pretty sure Carlos Kairos would have been very fond of that but anyways uh, I just want to quickly talk about now our players overseas um, the first person I want to talk about is Saïd Azatolaib and uh, what's interesting is that correct me if I'm wrong I believe his manager from Reading right now Paul Clements a very notable manager he called Carlos Kairos about um, you know, side is at Zatolayi, what he thought about him because he was interested in him, if I'm not mistaken, obviously. And Carlos Kerouche obviously being a fund of such a player with his capabilities that I really do believe that he could surpass Nekunam depending on, you know, his mentality right now. And um, he's done such a marvelous job for Reading uh, in these past couple of games. I believe he just played only like two or three games, but he's really made him. Them- so such a standout that everybody's talking about him. Um, what did you guys think about so far his performance in Reading and uh, the hype he's getting, Pejman? Uh,
2: well, this question is sh- should go to Arya because he's seen the the full games. I only mm-hmm. seen highlights, so I can only short to say that uh, it looks that people in Reading, the fans, they seem to be impressed about uh, his way of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that uh, as side is kind of a, kind of a physical guy. He he tends to get a lot of yellow cards, but he tends to do some tackles. And the championship is, is like it's made for tackles and yeah. for that kind of game. Very Maybe physical. it suits him well. Uh, Arya, uh, please enlighten us. You know um, more.
0: Arya, let me the, before you start. I was going to ask a quick question. Does he play uh, for Reading as he does for national team as more like a six? Like he basically stands in front of the back four, or does he play more as like a kind eight?
2: Yeah,
1: um, so I uh, watched his game against Hull City. Um, I believe they're playing a 4-3-3. Um, he's playing as a, a kind of like defensive midfielder, uh, as a 6, like you said, uh, with um, Bakuna and Kelly either side. So, you know, and I think, I actually think they were playing a 4-4-2 before he came, with Bakuna and Kelly playing as two midfielders in the middle. But there, I think bringing side in and behind them has given them a lot of balance. Like, against Hull City, um, especially in the first 15-20 minutes, you can see uh, Izzatollahi just controlling the ball, um, you know, one touch, controlling it and then passing it. His, also, I think Izzatollahi, one thing he's, he's developed over the years under uh, Carlos and even when he was at um, Atletico Madrid, is his ability to read the game off the ball. So on the ball, we know he's a great player, but off the ball, um, his ability to just uh, position himself in the correct areas. You know, he he understands he has to be be between the centre-backs all the time. If they move across, he goes with them. If they go forward, he goes... You know, he's always in the right area as that sort of deep midfielder. I think for Reading... Uh, in their last game against Brentford uh, watched a little bit of it especially the second half he was everywhere I mean he was literally everywhere and and you can see him him, him imposing his physicality and and just improving not only as a footballer but as a as a human being he's understanding that you know he's got a responsibility to you know to control the game and you know actually be the leader on the pitch which is it's great to see and you can, you'll 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 see him in the premier league in a few years time if he continues
0: is there anything you would like to add pejman i mean this is just you know one thing that um, i've always thought about said is that he has the potential to be one of the greatest midfielders not only in asia but overseas he has the potential especially his attitude that you know, he was back-to-back Young Player of the Year in Iran, playing for Malavon. I, I believe he was like he got a war when he was like 16 or something, and then he goes all the way plays for Atletico Madrid's B side and C side. But unfortunately, for some whatever reason, I think he went all the way to Russia, and um, there's doubts about what he's gonna do. Then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, he signs with Reading. You gotta give him a lot of respect for that, and I believe with his physical presence, he has not had such a young age. I think that. Um, it looks good for him, like England is a good fit for him, and I do believe that this is a higher step up for him than obviously Russia, as we all know, and hopefully he'll just keep going. But is, is there anything else you want to add, um, Pejmar?
2: Yeah, and uh, that's something that we've talked about before, and it's the importance of having people that have faith in you. Exactly. And that's something that Said have had since he was like 17 or something. Uh, he's talked about... Carlos K. Rush, kind of as a as a father role figure, model, as a yes. father uh, father figure, and that's really important. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was the youngest goal scorer for the national team, uh, and more or less since the first minute of the national team, he's been a regular, and that kind of confidence is really important. So he, he's been given good confidence, he's been in his in environments where he can improve and you can see that he wants to improve he needs to improve because he's still a young boy uh, and championship is a great stepping stone uh, or, or you would call it mm-hmm. uh, for uh, becoming a better football player they play almost two games a week so he will have plenty of time to play against better opponents than he did in russia because he didn't Play that much in Russia. In Russia, you have a couple of good teams, uh, but in general, I think the championship could l- could make him a better and a smarter player, uh, and hopefully, he will make the Reading fans proud, and we will see him come back into the national team as a smarter player because uh, I think there's a lot of potential in him still.
1: Exactly. I want to add quickly, um, like on your point about him. At russia it's absolutely ludicrous that he didn't even get you know adequate playing time in russia it's it's awful to, to think about think about a player who's regular for his national team you know a talented player clearly a talented player and the club just completely didn't play him. like it was it was absolute um, nonsense in my opinion like as a as a football fan you see that and you think well why was he not playing? You know, he's he's playing amazingly in the champ. I know championship's not, not the biggest league in the world, but it's, in my opinion, it, it's up there it with rivaling the um, Russian league. And him not playing in the Russian league is is poor, in my opinion.
0: And uh, another thing I just want to talk about, um, side, is I tell you just a few points just coming off to what you guys said. Is that we also got to keep in mind is that when he wasn't playing for you know Russia, look at how much of a trust Karasev had in him and the. Like what he saw in this player with his caliber, that he was walking into the national team starting despite he wasn't even playing a minute, you know, uh, in Russia. And that just goes on to show that he saw he sees something inside that, you know, that um, was a lot of us were just like, wow, he still starts for a national despite he's not even playing any minutes for his club, which is fantastic to see. And another thing is if he keeps performing, you know, day by day, every week. Uh, how he's going for Reading. <laughs> Reading are going to have a hard time even signing because apparently he's on a loan deal. So basically, an, uh, no, he's going to attract another um, few top clubs. And um, it's fantastic seeing it's just better for Reading football to get this much more recognition. Now, guys, let's talk about um, I is a Zajahan Bach, which is very weird. He is in, he's in a very weird situation. And um, he's been Brighton's all time expensive signing. Arguably the best player in Netherlands uh, in the Air last season. Top scorer um, as a winger, which is fabulous to see. And I don't think that, I uh, think he was, I think he scored the most goals out of all the Asian players, if I'm not mistaken, um, as a winger throughout, the, you know, his time there. Um, but, anyways, um, he has a really weird situation happening in uh, Brighton. He's not getting playing time. He comes off the bench. He hasn't started. And um, I haven't, you know, paid much close attention as to why that is because I know you guys watch it regularly. Is um, Arya, why is that? And, um, is there is as you think that's just more the coaches is trying to protect him, trying to transition him in because of the hardship in there is in the EPL, or do you just think that you know, is it Nock or whoever it is ahead of him, Locadia, that they're just doing a better job and it's hard to drop him at the at this time?
1: Um, I don't know, it's, it's a tough argument because he, at the moment he's playing solely March and um, Anthony right outright. Um, and it's a, it's a strange one because first of all they're both left footed, they're both left footed, and he's playing March on the left wing, not Carr on the right wing. So I? I mean, as a <laughs> if you watch the game, it's obvious that Brighton will become you know left sided heavy, you know, because no one's gonna go down the right hand side. They have, they're not, There's no right footer, you know. So it's it's just strange that like, he that he's not playing Baksh, or at least. Um, he's, he's scared though. He's another right-footed winger that they could play. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's I. Maybe I'm being biased, but I think it's pretty. It's pretty weird that he's not starting. Um, but I, I mean, listen. I, I and the idea of him not being ready for the Premier League. I mean, don't give me that. Like <laughs> he was top goal scorer in the, in the Dutch league. Like, to me, that's just that's not that's not an argument. It's not. It's not an argument that you could think of straight off your head. I mean, it, there's more arguments that I could think of that he wouldn't start than him
2: not being ready for the for the Premier League. Pejman, um, you will maybe it's, it's a really hard hard one here. I do believe that's not being not starting for seven games in a row. It's it's kind of strange. Um, but maybe being the best goal scorer in the ADC doesn't mean so much these days. Uh, I mean, who won it last year? Do we even remember? And where is that guy now? I think now? it was Nikolai Jorgensen, I think. Or he's right. still in, I think. He's still in the league. I yeah, he's in, in PSV. And two years ago, some guy won it and he went to Tottenham and became like a, a not so good anymore. Uh, maybe we're underestimating... Uh, the Premier League a bit and overestimating the Eredivisie. Um, I don't know. Uh, I do believe that he's ready to play in the Premier League, for sure. Um, but uh, the problem is he's playing at the same uh, position as this guy, Knockard, who's actually been decent. Uh, I've seen their their games so far and he's uh, he, he's. I like him, uh, this Knockard guy, because uh, he's he reminds me kind of a uh, uh this uh, this Shakiri he's kind of short uh, kind of explosive uh, kind of fast good technique uh, uh, irrational and th- th- does some nice things on the pitch uh, but he's a real different player compared to barsch uh, he should uh, knockart and barsch i would like to see them play both from the start then you have to lose someone else maybe uh, if I'm not mistaken, this guy called Marsh. Sino knows more, more about this. Who plays on the left side? But uh, the question is, will he then move with the coach move knocker to the left side and have Jahan Bach on the right side, or what? What would be his 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 move? Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Bach's time will come in the Premier League. But so far, it's been really disappointing. And if this continues, then I think. Uh, uh, his agents should have a long look at themselves in the mirror and say, uh, is this the way we want it to go? And what happened? Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure that Brighton couldn't possibly be the best choice that they had. Uh, I I can't see that happening. So they must have some better clubs. But they, they chose Brighton for a reason. And that reason is nothing that we can see at the pitch at the moment, playing 10-20 minutes every game, uh, that's uh, ludicrous. So, we'll see what happens. Let me having, having said that, I, I think you will start
1: eventually.
0: Yeah, me. I mean, I just want to add a few uh, points to John before we then, I just want to quickly then talk about Ali Zadeh and Kavare I and then, obviously, wrap it up with Majid Hossein for the juniors, and we're going to talk about, you know, uh, Paris police. But think about, you know, when Idesu Jahanbash was playing for NEC um, at the time. As we know, he was very close to also signing for Bryden before he moved to Azad al Um So the manager for the listeners that are listening, um, Brighton's manager's name is Chris Hudden, if you didn't know. I mean, he's been very always keen on this player. You know, the conversations I've had with, United's you know, Adidas John Basch, agent and, you know, these conversations he has with us. I mean, this guy has always been keen on Adidas of Bash. you know. I've seen there's some in tweets from people saying that, well, maybe the manager has never been tweeted. Maybe it was just more like a sporting director just picking him. It's not the case. He's always been keen on him. And actually, Chris Hudden traveled all the way to the Netherlands um, at the time that Adidas of John was getting his reward, um, you know being the one of the best players in erdvc or the top scorer in Holland alongside his former manager John van den Brom And now his manager right now Chris Hutton, so there's no doubt that the manager rates him It's just there's always questions of you know It's been few games now It's actually been many games now that he hasn't started which is kind of weird at the same time and Also, you could argue that maybe the players that are ahead of him right now are putting such a great performance in that um you know it's just it's hard for them to drop him, but anyways, let's now talk about Ali Olizade, a player that finally um which I'm very excited about because I really even seen now when he was talking about him. and when I was in Iran this summer i went I visited Saipa and people at the club were talking a lot about him too, is that he's such a traditional you know silky left footed winger, and he's done such a great job, I believe right now for his club right now, char And, um, you know, he actually started against Uzbekistan as well and did decently. I mean, he he had a few chances to score too, but unfortunately he didn't bag it in. Um, But what do you think about him, Pejmon? And I believe that he's going to make a huge step up, um, you know, from this club. And I believe that he's going to be one of our most astounding players down the road. I really do believe that because he's really, really talented. Benjamin?
2: Yeah, what a guy! I mean, I've seen his games in uh, Cholras so far. Uh, unfortunately, lately he's been on the bench, but uh, I mean, he plays w- with such confidence, with such with such ease. He makes hard things look easy, uh, and I really hope that he will not only be in the squad, but hopefully we we'll get some some playing time and being in starting 11 uh, in the Asian Cup because he's the kind of guy that Iran I think needs for this new offensive uh, natural team that we so desperately need and uh, his technique his his uh, his understanding for the game and finding those cru- finding those crucial passes could be really important for us uh, I, I would like to see him and actually maybe a guy like Torabi both uh, who played in the last year uh, start together I think they'll find each other really good Uh, they've been under Ali Doi and Ali Doi and Kailush we know they have some uh, they have good connection and they they seem to to find the best out of these kind of players and and I really hope that Doi continues to to let these young players grow because Young players in Iran have major, every more or less, have major confidence in, in Ali Daya and what he says. And Ali Daya has shown us time after time that he can find good young players and, and really make them shine. And for me, Oli Zade, he's, uh, he's the future of Iran if he continues like this.
0: Aria, I mean, you could talk about Lali Aulizadeh just because um, I just want to quickly also talk about Kaveh which I think that I wouldn't be surprised even Kaveh makes the start against Osmond because his mentality and from where he's gotten, you know, from Estrella FC all the way to um, Club Bruges and he's going to be playing against the likes of Dortmund, AS Monaco and I believe Atletico Madrid in the champions. It's just fabulous to see a player that, honestly, I didn't believe that if he was going to make a move, how much of an impact he's going to have. But he's been fabulous. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Kov is a, a top, top,
1: top, top player. You know, I think he, um, he's the epitome of hard work. Um, somebody who's kind came from, you know, you know, a, a great player in the U-17s for Iran. Uh, didn't really had a bit of a, you know, we could say about a patch of, you know, not the best uh, footballing uh, time in his career. You know, that sort of 18 to 22 years sort of age. But recently, I think he he's just, he's really shone. Uh, unfortunately, he's struck with a couple of injuries uh, at the moment. So that's blighted his, you know, start of the season. But um, I think I, I agree. Um, uh, I think he will give Osmond a run for his money in um, and, and the striker position uh, in, in Team Millie, but um, let's see, I mean, he needs to keep scoring, he needs to keep on playing, um, but listen, his team are, his team are um, first in the league, uh, with great players around him, um, so I think just, all I can see for him is, is improvement in his career, um, so we hope for the best, Koizade is the same, I think he, he will just keep on improving, um, and just, just, uh, Hopefully, in the next World Cup, we see him and Torabi, all these players. You know, you know, starters. If not, uh, you know, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, just um, subs that come on and impact the game really well.
0: Well,
2: I I have nothing more to add about uh, Olizok. If that's uh, what you were asking about.
0: Just anything on Kaveh. Monkavere. Oh, yes. uh,
2: he's a he's a favorite of mine. I just hope that his injury isn't too serious and uh, he will miss the Asian Cup as well. Uh, he's a hard work working uh, striker that's good on everything basically, and he needs to maybe improve everything as well. But uh, his uh, last season in Belgium showed us why uh, Saddam Osmond will, will have a hard time keeping the first spots uh, and uh, th- that's only good for a national team to get some uh, major competition uh let's the... not forget he's not playing he's, he's
1: playing in the champions league as well this season so again
2: just great experience
0: yeah. okay guys um and the last person i want to talk about is he's been such an outstanding player um uh, making a lot of headlines and he was such an outstanding player, as even coming off the bench um, in the world Cup, so even starting against Spain is Maggie de Hosseini at such a young age. Um, somebody that Arya is a big fanboy of and somebody that I'll probably be a big fanboy of soon too, just based off of his mentality and everything. And I definitely know he's gonna hopefully make the higher move after his club right now, depending on circumstances is what do you what have you made um out of him so and depending on that every game that he started the team hasn't lost, which is kinda quite crazy to think about as well, statistic wise. that from me? Yeah. Yeah, you're the number one. Fenglo <laughs> well with the shirts. Go on. <laughs>
1: I love the kid, man. I love the kid. He's at. I mean, listen, like, it's not easy to come straight out of an Iranian league being a centre-back, going into, you know, a good European league and performing at such a high level. Because, I mean, think about it. Over the years, um, we've only had a, maybe a couple of centre-backs go to Europe and, Okay, you know, like we look to look, look at him, um, uh, Rahman Rezai went to Livorno, um, a couple of other players I, I can't really name because I don't really, you know, I, I, I you know, it's so long ago that doesn't really, you know, matter anymore because we have poor Ali Ganji, we have Majid Hosseini playing in Trabzonspor, Sport, and I've got to say, I was right, you know, I was right about Majid Hosseini before the World Cup, and I, you know. Him, him as, a, as a as a player, you have to look at him and say, you know, like what else? What else do you want? Because he's he's literally he's literally. If you look at him on his on his um his matches this season, he's played about four matches, and every game that he's played, um, he's played with either um, Touré or uh, Ashba Akbas, and they're two pretty average centre backs. But he's basically been, in my opinion. Their best, if not best defender, probably the best player because he's literally held their team um, so steady throughout these games. And uh, like you said, Peter Pasha, they haven't lost without with him in the team. They haven't lost because they're so secure. They have good attacking players, chaps on the sport, but without him, they just can't utilize that attack. They're too scared to go and attack because they will will concede goals. So I think um, it's just fantastic to see him. And listen, I've got his t-shirt, you know, I'm wearing it now for all of his matches. I think, you know, from now on, like, everyone should buy his his jersey and support him because he's a a top,
2: top player.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Pejman?
2: Yeah, I mean, where is... uh, Sorry. Where did this guy come from? I mean, being good in Iran is one thing, but so far what we've seen from him, uh, he, he looks like he's been playing for like 10, 15 years. And he's only 22.
0: And he's only 22. This is, he's only 22.
2: Yeah, he's only 22. Uh, and I'm glad that Trabzon Sport is taking him in. They show him a lot of confidence. As soon as he came back from the injury, he went start and right back to the... To the uh, starting eleven. So hopefully, Trabzon sport is a uh, stepping another step for his career to continue. Um, and having a couple of years actually in Turkey isn't something that he should be afraid of. Uh, he should continue this way. Maybe even next year he go to one of the bigger uh, clubs in Istanbul, like Fenerbahce or Besiktas, or uh, even Galatasaray. Uh, that would be. Really fun. So far, what we've seen from him, uh, he, it, it's it's easy to like the guy. And uh, just ask Arya. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're happy. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy that we found a centre back that makes us forget about Jalan Hosseini.
1: Uh, I, I want to add quickly, Page Like you touched on his injury, like. A lot of players who get injured, especially at a young age, like look at like um like Shariati, um you know a couple of other players like Osmond. When they get injured, it takes them a while to get back into the groove. Um, Mahi Hosseini was got a really serious back injury before the World Cup, like a, re- a really really bad injury. He was out for about a, a, at least a few months. He went straight into, I think it was the uh, Asian Champions League semi final. And, you know, he was unbelievable in that game. Then he went straight into the World Cup. I think he also, I think he was also having a bit of a niggle before the World Cup. Straight into it, no, you know, no problems, head down. I think it's the attitude that, one of the things that's so key, that we don't see a lot from Iranian players, that they get too sensitive and they get too, you know, their their feelings get to them. You know, they get upset very quickly. I haven't seen it from him. Because, like, he lost against Spain. You know he felt he must have felt hard done by by a loss, but you know he didn't get his head didn't go down, and he he kept fighting. He went against you know in the last game against Portugal, his head was still sorry against against Portugal yeah, and his head was still up. You know, so it just shows the attitude of a player at his age, turning twenty two on the day of the Spain game. You know, it's crazy. Like you've got you got to get props them.
0: Exactly, and um, we wish him the best, too, and such a great pairing that him and Mortis proud against another player of ours that just recently moved to Belgium, and we'll, we'll talk about him next time because he hasn't, I mean, he just scored recently, but he hasn't had much of a performance yet to talk about. Let's just wrap this part up uh, talking about the Asian Champions League. As you guys know, um, Paris Police, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the only team that has made... Out of all the Asian clubs, the most appearance in the semis, but hasn't actually made it to the final. They'll be going up against Al Sadd, and as you guys know, Al Sadd is a top team in Qatar. Javi's part of it; they have some top players, and whatnot. And it's great. Uh, I believe the match is actually happening soon, maybe tomorrow or Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. I think Pejman would know better than me in regards to that. Um, but what do you guys think about this match? matchup and do you potentially seem personally somehow nicking to make it to the uh, Asian Champions League final Pejman
2: uh, the game is second of October if I'm not mistaken and uh, uh, return will be uh, two weeks after one week after something like that I'm sure uh, we can check that out and we will let you know via Twitter uh, but uh, al Sadd is the better team so far They've been decent and, decent and they've been consistent. And they have, of course, Xavi and let's not forget, forget uh, Gabi. I mean, these are two world-class players, really. Uh, and But they're playing against Paris Police, which is a good team, which in Azadi stadium, can make it difficult for any Asian uh, team. So what's... We knew what Persepolis need to do It make sure that they don't concede any goals in Ozadi and hopefully uh, win by one or even two goals and when they play in Qatar uh, they will have the crowd against them, maybe even the ref against them, uh, who knows uh, they need to stay focused, they need to, to stay sharp and hopefully uh, Godwin Lenshaw or some other player can nick a goal and make it really difficult for For uh, Paris Police, I'm rooting for Paris Police, but I think uh, the experience in Al Sadd could be too much for them to handle. Uh, But then again, the way they went to the semifinals by uh, losing a game 2-1 to winning 3-2, that was uh, impressive, and they showed that they they are able to to make it uh, all. If Paris Police wins this game now, uh, the semifinals, they will actually be the champions of West Asia, because unfortunately, the Asian Football Confederation have changed the 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 ways teams qualify to the finals. Back then, maybe that's a year or two ago, uh, the West and East Asia could play against each other from the quarterfinals, but no, they don't now. They don't play against each other on until the finals, the, the very, very final. So we, we will play against maybe, a, a, I don't know who's in the other semifinal. Is it a Chinese club if I'm not mistaken? It's
0: like the Japanese uh, so, a Japanese and a South Korean club.
2: Yeah, um, so that's a period, but that's the issue we have with Asia being so, so, so big. Uh, it's hard to have like a 15 hour uh, trip to, to China and then play in your league like 48 hours, or even 72 hours later. So, uh, we we hope that Perspolis Police will do the best, but I think Al, uh, Al-Sad will be the favorites.
0: Pej, I mean, um, sorry, Arya, is there anything you would like to add?
1: Not really, I mean, I, I, I hope Pest Police win, you know, because obviously they're an Iranian team, and they have players who Playing in, in, in team um, but you know I, I'm gonna be honest. Um, for me, um, I'm not a big a, a big fan of the the Champions the Champions League in general. Uh, so I mean, I hope the players win. But in in general, I think the Champions League is <laughs> is a pretty uh, you know dare I say a pretty corrupt competition. But you know we have to uh, accept it as uh, as Iranian football fans.
0: All right, appreciate it, guys. Um, thank you again, Pejman Pars and Arya Aliverdi. and for everybody that has been um, listening to Gold Byzant throughout these past four years. We get a lot of, you know, people messaging us, thanking us for the work we do and everything. And it's all thanks to you guys taking the time to listen and, you know, you know, sending us your thoughts and everything. We always try to bring, you know, a different side to um, Iranian football through a podcast, as opposed to reading articles, and it's all in English as well. But nonetheless, we appreciate the support uh, and uh, keep. You know, tuning in, subscribe to us on iTunes, you know, we're everywhere. Just look us up, com, and everybody's emails is up on the website. And, you know, our general email is mail at com. Appreciate it, guys, and i speak to you guys soon.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Pasha. Nice work, guys. Hopefully, with your new pod uh, in the FIFA window that's in the mid of October.
0: All right, cheers, guys. Talk later.